Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 288 of the Spoiler Alert podcast brought to you by MovieOutsiders.com. It's a milestone. I'm Danny, and I'm here with Milestone Mike. And tonight we're going to be discussing the smash hit gigantic uh, cultural awareness machine, the documentary Spaceship Earth, which you've probably all talked about ad nauseum and tweeted about uh, dozens of times over. So <laughs> let's talk about what we thought about this one Con- so you can tweet about that. The content is, is lacking just a tad right now, isn't it? We're... we're, we're, well, we're <laughs> This was this. This is last year's movie, right? This is a 2019. No, was this this no, year? No, this is a new film. Oh boy! Yeah, okay. this is this one's new. Um, and this one had a really interesting release strategy. I mean, it was straight to VOD, obviously, but it did. I think it was scheduled to play on several uh, film festivals, and so some film festivals still had like a streaming service that you could watch it through. But when I read some articles about this film. It was also being released on some like restaurant websites, like mm. and, like there are certain restaurants where you could like order a pizza and watch this movie oh, on their that's, website. That's, that's different. I kind of like it though. I think yep. that that's sort of cool marketing. Well, and then there were some areas of the country where this film was supposedly shown outside in urban settings on like the side of a building during quarantine, where people could safely socially distance and yet enjoy the film so not necessarily drive in but sort of like i'm making this up like the side of a building in brooklyn and neighbors could just sort of pull around and watch this movie so you said that they could like pull into like a parking lot socially distance and enjoy the film but but danny (laughs) could they enjoy the film like could they really oh i can't wait to hear what you think about it okay 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 (laughs) so so the reason we, we chose this movie is twofold. One, this movie is a documentary about Biodome or Biosphere 2. Right. This was the effort, the sort of possibly, depending on your outlook, ill-fated social and science experiment from, I don't know, 30 years ago. I didn't write down the, the dates, the early 90s. But it was cool in the last, uh, like the last episode you had mentioned how you remembered this being a news story. Like as a kid, like this was... This was exciting that this yes. was happening yeah. in the world and it was, like, as they showed throughout the movie, the archival footage, a big deal at the time. Like, almost as if, it, like, a space shuttle Rue launch. McClanahan yeah, did, right, like, a, right, a video right. around it. Once you get Rue McClanahan from the Golden Girls <laughs> she talking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was blanched. <laughs> so, yes, this was one of those things that, like... I was interested in as a child and never got closure on. So I was instantly thrilled. And then the other reason we watched it is I watched the trailer. Mike, did you watch the trailer? I did watch the trailer ahead of time. Yes. And, and it what did got, you think of the trailer? The trailer had me so stoked to see this movie. I'm like, yes. what bonkers story am I about to witness? This is over the top crazy. Like, I mean, it's almost like, like a Charles Manson sort of like weirdness yeah. to it, right? Like that Jim that, Jones, like a cult movie. Yes, yeah, something really bizarre. Yes. Magnetic personalities, weird goings on. What did they do inside the biosphere? People, if you if you haven't seen it, I encourage you to Google this trailer. 
because I promise you that trailer is going to make is going to make you really want to see really this movie. Watch. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Get, just go yeah. to amazon.com and get the free 2-minute trailer instead of paying the 4.99 or whatever you pay for. They, they right. do that first and then decide if you really want to see it or listen to this and decide if you really want to see it. But yeah, I agree with you. So that's why we watched it. And and before we get too far into it, Mike, why don't you give us a, a quick plot recap and then I'm dying to know what you thought of the actual movie. So I wrote nothing down for the plot recap because I figured I could summarize this in 12 seconds. And oh, uh, or maybe, not, maybe, maybe 12 seconds is a little bit aggressive, but it's a documentary, so there really isn't obviously a plot to it. But the documentary follows eight scientists slash artists who move into a... A self-contained biosphere in the desert in Arizona in the early 1990s to conduct an experiment to see how eight individuals fare in a self-contained biosphere. The, 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 The gist is you're not supposed to be getting air from the outside. You're only supposed to be consuming what is cultivated on the inside. You are not supposed to get any sort of medical attention elsewhere that's the gist of it these eight individuals got chosen for this project it was going to be a two-year experiment and that is the gist of spaceship earth yes and now the biosphere i mean the goal was not just to see can they make it right the goal was to see can they make it? Because if we ever want to do it on, travel in, in Mars, the, yes, we get right. Yes, yes exactly. You know, yes. if we want to terraform another planet, if you want to, you know, the, the, there were reasonings behind doing this. It's not just like a really long season of the real world, you know, where they're going to lock eight people in and see what happens when they, you know, start getting real. Um, that wasn't really the goal. That's just like a byproduct. And I think it was, you even said the words, these people were chosen. These were not like astronauts chosen through like a formal kind of independent panel. These were like a bunch of people who had worked together and lived together on communes and stuff for a while, who somehow bamboozled a billionaire to like back this whole venture. <laughs> so whether they were truly qualified or not, these were the eight who went. So it was sort of. <laughs> Kind of a real interesting cast. Yeah, some of, of them weren't even scientists, right? Like, I mean, they, right, they, right. They, there was a guy that was like good at sewing dirt. Like, I mean, that that was sort of like the the gist of it was how did the eight of them end up in here together? And honest to God, how did they all survive the end of right. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, what did you think of the documentary? You love the trailer. Uh, the trailer was the, the trailer is way more interesting than the documentary, and I'd I'd love to hear your thoughts on that as well because I watched the trailer and thought like this is going to be the craziest documentary I've ever seen, and then I found it fine. Like I, I mean, it was a decently told story. It was you know head scratching at moments. But not over the... Like, I I really did think, based on the trailer, that I'm going to see this crazy cult life. Like, almost Manson-like insanity in this biosphere that really never quite transpired. Like, it was almost almost that the experiment before they entered the biosphere was the 
was the craziness of this uh, interaction of these eight people. And then once they were in there, it was right. sort of like, eh, all right, it, it's fine. We're, we're doing okay. Like that, that was sort of my take. Still an interesting story. Still interesting to see the conclusion of what you had mentioned was, you know, a big deal back when we were kids. But that's kind of what I took away from it. How about you? Yeah, I, I felt very similar. I mean, I felt like a huge bait and switch here. If you if you see that trailer, I think the movie that was that trailer promises looks awesome. It looks just crazy, insane. It looks really interesting, surprising. It's like Tiger King meets, you know, uh, Lord of the Flies. Uh, Lord of the Flies yeah. meets, you know, J- Jonestown. I mean, it's just really, really bizarre. And instead, you're right. What you get is sort of a by the numbers documentary about this group of people and what they did and how it ultimately maybe didn't quite pay off. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So like my expectations were just so misaligned that while I think the product itself was, it was all right. I mean, it was, was, and again, I was curious and I kind of scratched that itch that I've had for 20 some years, 30 years. Uh, but ultimately not satisfying in like a, I was really geared up for some craziness. You, do you, so I just feel really let down. Do you know what I would compare it to? Um, buddy, what was the documentary that we reviewed a year or two ago about the blind uh, card trick player? Was that Delt? Is that what that was called? That Amazon? Yes. It, it was Delt. I felt yeah. like the the Amazon preview for that movie was, again, one that, like, I mean, my heart was racing watching the preview, thinking, I need to see this movie. Now, that one I liked a lot more than this one. And I think we, based on what yeah, you just too. said, we probably both liked more than this one. But again, I was just like, at the end of it, like, boy, the preview that I watched made me feel this is going to be the most amazing story I've ever yeah, seen in my yeah. life. And then I thought, that was really good. So, like, I, I'm just starting to feel like Amazon is amazing at producing trailers. They can cut the whatever trailers. they want. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it was great. So ultimately, th- this is the story of a-, a group of people who'd been together for a number of years. They'd kind of formed a loose commune. They'd lived together. They built a ship. They sailed to different places in the in the world. When they got to those places, they they started like art galleries and, and hotels and just sort of weird businesses that – they got other rich people to, to kind of front them the money and then they lived peacefully and did art installations and weird live theater and just sort of a weird a weird group. And then they somebody gets the idea for this biosphere. They have like a um you know, like a, a conference almost where they bring thinkers from around the world and, and some of them talk about the environment and you know the the um, greenhouse gases and how we're killing the world and then some are talking about if we want to leave the world what's going to be needed so they leave this meeting really charged to to build this thing and now biosphere 2 really was a huge media deal early on and this documentary spends a fair amount of time sort of showing clips from local news stations and and even national news national news yeah you know kind of prepping prepping the the quote-unquote launch of this thing but it clearly ran into some problems and yet it is described as just like a kind of painted as like a crushing failure, like just a face plant of a loser failure. Is that how you took the outcome of this? No. Did you see it as like a complete failure? Well, I guess, I guess without 
fully understanding what the ultimate goal was that I don't think they really articulated appropriately. It was hard to take it as one way or the other. And I think that's one of the, one of the things that I really struggled with in the movie is like, you know, we've talked about, we haven't done a lot of documentaries on, on spoiler alert. Um, but I know that I've said in the past, when I do watch a documentary, I sort of want to call to action. Like I, I, I need some sort of, there's a reason you spent two hours watching this and it wasn't just entertainment. And if environmentalism is the cause, boy, did they fail like bringing me yeah. to that table on, on on this one. And that's when you, you're going to... With with as with the way that I lean, you'd be easy to get me to the table on, and so that was a big struggle for me. Is I'm just like, what it, what is this one? I mean, I guess that I understand that there's documentaries where it's just meant to educate, but this didn't seem to need to be one of those. Like there could have been a call to action in this, and there was zero for me. Yeah, I I agree there, but to me it was like if the goal of Biosphere Two was to figure out what we'd need to do in order to make this work. Well, they found a few things that need to be fixed in order to do that. Right? Like it's sort of like if the space program to get us to Mars was we build a giant spaceship and fire it off into space with a bunch of people and just sort of all cross cross our fingers that we got everything right the first time. Like that doesn't seem Real practical. It doesn't sound like we're setting ourselves up for success. So if they say, okay, well, day, you know, we were in there a while and we realized, you know, the the air cycling, you know, that we built wasn't good enough. Like there's points in this movie where they're like oxygen starved. So they ultimately do end up like piping in some air from the outside. So is that a violation of the the protocols? Yeah. Right. But ultimately it shows, okay, that was a flaw. We if we do this again or in order to accomplish this, we'll have to fix that. We know we have to figure guess, that out. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, there are just other things like that. Like, okay, this broke or, or somebody got hurt right away and it was bad enough that like they couldn't, they couldn't deal with it medically inside. So they bring the person out. Well, again, like, okay, clearly let's take care of everyone's safety. That should be priority one. But then it seems like the media really was playing like gotcha journalism on like, see, so-and-so left. You're supposed to be in there for two years and here she is leaving because she, she got hurt. And she's coming back with a bag of what? tools and clothes and medical supplies right. and whatever. Yeah, yeah, like, right. like, yeah. yeah or, or we don't know what was in there, right? It could have been like five more mo- copies of Weekend at Bernie's. You know, it could have been some <laughs> movies because they're just going bored. Right. But either way, it's like, okay, granted, she brought back a backpack worth of stuff, but – does that negate everything else? I don't know. I just was getting like, it just seemed like everybody was psyched for this to work. And then anytime there was a hiccup, it just became like, well, this is a complete failure. You guys are losers. You guys are, you're, you're idiots. We might as well just yeah, yeah. shut this whole f- facade down. And sure. it's like, well, okay. So anyway, they did make it the two years. That's the end. Um, but nothing was, seems to really have come of it. Like there really has never been a follow up. Um, I, I feel like the, the most interesting thing we learned other th- for me, other than they did finish, was that Steve Bannon was, that like, was in charge a of the project. Crazy, crazy <laughs> twist in the, Talk about the final the 15 league. minutes. Yeah. Like, Steve Bannon, he looked so good. 
Like, like he, he looked healthy. He, he was yeah. an attractive guy back then. Yes, yeah, that was sort of amazing. Very that he 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 inserted her way his way into this. Yeah, yeah. But what is up with everything else in this movie? I mean, this is a documentary where you're you're meeting the sort of gang right up front, the the, the people. And they all suddenly have nicknames, and one guy's nickname is <laughs> like that's his nickname. Like, they're like so, like every time they see his little you know his little titles on screen, it would be like Bob Jones, aka <laughs> Buddy. That's my nickname for you. Like, I mean, why is that your nickname? Yeah, right. I know and that's it's like so, that kind of begs so... a story. <laughs> we're we're getting a lot of background here. We could take one minute to either either give us the backstory behind or just. Don't put that or, in the movie. Right, right. Like, it, it's, it's, it's not making anybody that's a part of this project look any better for that having been his nickname. Like, why why was there right. somebody that you were going to entrust your life with and you've nicknamed him? I, You know, we mentioned it earlier. Right. Did that woman intentionally cut her fingers so that she could go to the hospital, so that she could... Bring back a couple of duffel bags of supplies. Know. Like it, it was sort of left ambiguous, and and that was a, a, a head scratcher for me. Like again, I I don't know that necessarily that's a reason to call this whole project a failure anyway. But like right, right. But it it was sort of left as if like maybe she put her finger in like a meat grinder so as to. <laughs> go to the hospital and get it sewed back on. But really, the ulterior motive was to bring back duffel bags worth of, I don't know, Band-Aids, ibuprofen, whatever. Stephen King novels. Yeah, like, what, what was that? I don't know. Backgammon. Yeah, right. right. We, we missed our yeah, Scrabble knows? board. We, we, we need that. Yeah. Right. Well, so what's up with when they're planning this whole thing, right? Part of the, the effort here is to is to encapsulate a pretty large area. And they've got like um, an area that's kind of a desert. They've got an area that's kind of like a rainforest. There's there's a big, I don't know, a lake or a pond, like a man-made yeah, water right, area. Right, so they're right. sort of recreating different environments ecosystems, or, or yeah. ecosystems. And they also bring in certain wildlife. So they're not alone in there. There's certain animals in there. And they bring in... Snakes and tarantulas. Yeah, not not gonna happen in, in like, the biosphere I'm now, going into. Yeah, yeah. Right. If you have to live in a hermetically sealed environment for two years, and first of all, if it's totally like a clean room to start, and only what's in there is what you bring in there, I think I'd want to think pretty long and hard about what I bring in there. Right. Like, let's not bring in mosquitoes, cockroaches, piranhas, let's just call it bugs of any yeah, kind. Like, like, right. yeah, piranhas. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Electric right. eels. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, what were they thinking? I mean, it's just, what is up with that? And what is up with later? You find out that they also, of course, because their diet, they had planned to just grow their own food. First of all, they, they realized they tried to plant a lot of different crops, but some things take longer to grow or some things like the, the yield is just less. They apparently, again, these were not farmers. These are like interpretive dancers that decided to do this. So they find out that, that beets are really easy to grow and you can get a lot of beets, 
right? That's what they were eating. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and so, as almost in, like as in the most like staining food ever. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yes. Can you imagine every time they went to the bathroom, they're like, "Oh my god, I'm dying!" And it's like, "No, you just said beets again." <laughs> That's what your poop you know? looks like, like now. What is up it's with that? red. Like, so you yes. bring yeah. you bring tarantulas, <laughs> but then all you grow is beets, or you find out they didn't bring any sugar, and they didn't grow any sugar cane. <laughs> So they had nothing to sweeten their food with other <laughs> than at all. bananas. Right, right. So they, they ended up making like banana birthday cake and banana wine. And and it's like they're all going mad from eating too many bananas. So you have no sugar cane. And their pee but is red. snakes and tarantulas. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And your poop is red. I'd go insane. I, I would as well. What's with the fact that this group of like weird avant-garde theater actors built a boat is that not more impressive that they built a boat that actually launched successfully than the fact that they went biosphere in the first place like when they showed that scene of the tugboat pulling out this freaking ship that looked navy-ish i was like i can't believe that these clowns pulled that off like i wouldn't know the first place to start in how to build a ship and they did that before they went into the biosphere. So clearly there's some talent there. I did not write down the name, but it's got a crazy name um, of their ship. It's real artsy. It's like a, a Greek goddess or something, but it was like, the stupidest <laughs> name I've ever heard um, for a ship. So, yeah, I mean, clearly there's some real skill and real talent and, and, uh, and uh, you know, a mechanical nature. But that was really – it was – Totally seaworthy, and they sailed like around the world in it. Yeah, yeah. So that was impressive. That was that was almost cooler than the fact that they went into this biosphere. Like I would have rather been on board that ship for a year and seen what went down. Yeah, yeah. Well, and what's up with given that they can do that? That the big day of the big launch, they go into the biosphere and then they can't get the door shut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, the news is there, like, bands just played, like, all this fanfare, they're inside, they're trying to go in, and they cannot get NASA's the NASA's launching fireworks, yeah. They, yes, they, they, yeah. yeah, the you Blue Angels are flying overhead. <laughs> you can't right. close the door, yes, right, right. So what's up with that? And then after two years, I love that they're all kind of, they've all gone mad with banana sickness and, and with, you know, beet poop and, and spider bites. And they are just ready to get out of there. And after two years, they're they're waiting to be let out. And then someone invites Jane Goodall to speak. <laughs> and she goes long in her speech for like a half hour. So they're all trapped in there for an extra 30 minutes because Jane Goodall won't shut up. Like they shut down the air conditioning in the biosphere. They right. say, we, we got to get the hell out of here. Like this, is, this is too much. And Jane right. Goodall, turn off the air recyclers, turn off the water, and Jane Goodall just goes on and on and on. She's waxing philosophic and... out on the, the porch. Yeah. Yeah, this isn't this isn't Disney's Animal Kingdom opening, yes, lady. No, like you need no, to let, you need no. to get these guys out of here. What's what's up with everybody having suddenly like the uh, Boston Irish accent, even though they don't have it any time except until they say something oh. that ends with with idea, and then it has to be idea, like. Every single oh. one of them in their retrospective commentary would end with the R at the end 
of the word that doesn't need the R, as if you're from Boston, yet they don't sound like they're from Boston any single other time wow. when they're talking. If I had the stomach to watch this again, I would want to watch it to see what you're talking about. I watched I it twice, and and it, it I noticed it the first time, and then the second time it just made me chuckle. I'm like, why do they keep sounding like they're from New England once every two minutes? It, it was funny to me. <laughs> yeah. What's up with how super ghoulishly, bizarrely ugly they all are? <laughs> and I mean that in like a super nice, respectful way. Yeah, you, you sounded nice about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, super nice, super <laughs> respectful, uh, not judgmental, but yeah. <laughs> but Every God, are they hideously unattractive. Yeah. Just, <laughs> Oh, God. I mean, scene after scene after scene, especially all the scenes and all the footage from inside the biosphere where they just look bedraggled <laughs> and they're low on oxygen. And again, banana madness. And like the doctor who's like this kind of weird old guy, like walks around shirtless all the time. Like just it just looks like a a scene from like House of a Thousand Corpses or something <laughs> or like, a you know, a post-apocalyptic <laughs> Western where everyone's malnourished and angry and yeah. really overworked, but yet somehow bored. Like it just, they just don't look good. All right. It's not, yeah. They're not like the, the, the picture of health and fitness that you'd want out of your, <laughs> your bio knots. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. And what is up with how the media turned on them? I mean, they show scene after scene after scene of all the media getting pumped, <laughs> doing promotions, talking this whole thing up. And then it was like, you guys are done. This is a joke. What a failure. We're all done with you. And it seemed like it was like a flip of a switch. It, it is interesting. I mean, the movie definitely portrays it as the flip of a switch. I couldn't quite tell. I mean, this is this was a two-year deal, right? So, like, at what point did what happen that made certain people feel certain ways? But, yeah, like, they... Right. I, I mean, obviously, the media loves to do that, right? Like, I mean, we see it with... Politicians we agree with, politicians we don't agree with. Like, it's if you can make it a story, the story is better than the lack of a story. And and I definitely got that vibe from this. But yeah, what was up with that? But are you ready for five questions? Yes. If if listeners provided five questions about this movie, I would gladly try to answer. We've anything. got five listeners submitted questions. Thank you, listeners. Question number one. Who was the best narrator on the Epcot Spaceship Earth attraction? Oh, um, I think Dame Helen Mirren does some of the voiceover now. Buddy, it's Jane Judy, Judy Dench. She is the current oh, narrator. Oh, Judy yes. Dench. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, question number two. <laughs> is Judy Dench has tweeted you live while you're <laughs> recording she's this. She's not. Correct. She is not happy right now. Yeah. She's not. I'm going to hear about it. I'm going to hear about it. Question number two. Is this movie a good companion piece to your Escape from Tomorrow podcast? Um, No. Escape from Tomorrow is the like illegally made film at Walt Disney Correct. World. Correct. Yeah. 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 No, this is, this is not a good companion piece okay. to that. Sounds good. Fair enough. Question number three. Are there any seven other people with whom you could solely interact with for two years? Yes. 
I think most people these days can name a good handful that they've already <laughs> interacted yeah. with pretty closely <laughs> for about four months. So sure, you know, we're like, you know, a third of the way through one year already. Yeah, bring it on. I could, I'm sure I could come up with seven people. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Um, question number four. Why was this experiment once important? Well, you know, again, I, I think that when they started it, they, they did give some some insight into that. And it does seem like if we want to be able to travel vast distances or for great lengths of time, and if we're ever thinking that we need to inhabit anywhere other than this earth, we're going to need to know how to do this. And so it, it seems like a practical endeavor if those are your real aims. If not, okay. then this is just a colossal waste of resources and time and energy. <laughs> and I feel like like that's kind of where everyone landed on this at the end of the day. Like, what a farce. What a waste. But I don't know. I mean, unless we're just going to freeze everybody, which I guess is maybe what we're trying now. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. We'll just freeze you. Uh, final question. Why was the middle of the desert the place where this would be an ideal experiment? That also is a head scratcher. Honestly, I was just thinking, is that like real estate costs? Like they could yeah, just get the, the yeah. land was like scrub, you know, like it was no big deal. But yeah, that felt like it was going to, you know, either the cost to heat it or cool it or get fresh water in there has to be, be you know, more expensive yeah. than doing it in like Montana or Colorado. I mean, there's other <laughs> like remote areas if you need it out in the middle of nowhere. Um, so... By the way, just as a quick r return to the prior one of the prior questions, I think this would be an interesting um, companion piece to Biodome with Pauly Shore. <coughs> I mean, that movie was sort of a, a comedic take on this whole uh, this whole attempt, and that would be fun to watch. I think immediately following this we, to we, get a sense. We've of, got of nothing else to do. Do you want to throw that into the queue and <laughs> put it in the queue? <laughs> Let's just, right. we might as well. Like, there's nothing else I think the day we review out. Biodome, we've just, we've just admitted the podcast is all over. We're, we're, we're checking that, along. Put a pin in that one for we're, your, for your last episode ever. We've, we've, Biodome. That, that's going to be our final. Like, once we officially decide to sign off, that's going to be the final episode. I agree with that. But what? That's how I'm going to tell you that I'm done with the show. <laughs> that's, I you're just going to let me know. Yes. You're like, okay. Next is the new Bond movie, and then, oh my gosh, it's Biodome. Like, we're you, done. You've just updated yeah. the website and let me know that Biodome's coming up, and that's how I know that we don't get the to talk anymore. Yes. Yeah. But what, yeah. but what yeah. do we have coming up next? And tell me it's not Biodome. No, it's not Biodome, but it's going to be a great episode. I'm highly confident. It's a Best Picture winner from the 50s. I don't remember which year. It's Gigi. <laughs> And folks, this is an episode that we actually, we watched the movie and recorded this episode over a year ago. We had this brilliant idea that we would record an episode and put it, quote, in the can so that whenever, if like one of us was sick or you had laryngitis or we were on vacation for too long. So we just, we, we got to get an episode out. We'd have one ready. We could just take it out of, you know, take it off the shelf, push it out. It'll be great. And we kept 
we kept running into many issues. We've had tons of opportunities where like we couldn't record or we couldn't get <laughs> We've together. We've gone like two or three weeks. weeks without an episode. Like yes, at least half a dozen times. times since then. Yeah, and yeah. we keep talking. Like, is this the week we just push Gigi? And it's like, no, no, we got to save that because we might need it. And so we're finally just there's no new content, so you're getting Gigi. Uh, I remember the episode being quite a doozy, so I'm really eager to. I can't wait to listen like, to but, it again. Yeah, like, but it's over we, a year we ago. We just couldn't I mean, stop laughing at Gigi. Yeah. Now, Mike, Mike has assured me that he's he doesn't think we did anything topical. It's not like, can you believe after the first hundred days of the Trump presidency, <laughs> we're just getting around to whatever? Or like. I, I'm <laughs> crossing my fingers. I haven't listened again. You're not like talking Listen. about who won the Super Bowl <laughs> like three years ago. It was like, can you believe Green Book won the Best Picture Oscar? Yeah, like no, I, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think right. we did that. But yeah, right. Well, we'll see once it's out there for the world to 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 be entertained by. It'll be great. So that's what's coming up next. And then we will uh, we'll revisit the, the calendar and we're going to come up with a, a number of great films for us to discuss. As always, listeners, if you've got suggestions, if there's something you want to hear us discuss, please don't hesitate to reach out and let us know. Uh, we're always open to your suggestions and uh, we look forward to, to talking again soon. Thanks for listening to the Spoiler Alert podcast. Please visit us online at movieoutsiders.com where you can see what films we'll be discussing next, comment on our recent episodes, suggest movies to review or topics to discuss, or submit questions for the five questions segment of the podcast. Stop by and visit our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash movieoutsiders, and be sure to follow us on Twitter at movieoutsiders. If you're a fan of the show, we'd really appreciate you leaving a review on iTunes, Overcast, Stitcher, or whatever podcast subscription service you use. We'll be back again next week with another episode, but until then, enjoy the movies.